to Tambellini. Tambellini, he'll shoot, save there, and the rebound comes to Hunwick. Six ends remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley, and Jim Dwyer, my partner, is uh, has school obligations uh, this evening, so we'll see him uh, next week. Oh, that pesky old school. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, interesting uh, week of uh, political news, uh, some interesting developments I would say in the campaigns, uh, obviously Florida is tomorrow, Florida, whatever you want to call it, and uh, the Republican Party is still in a sort of anti-Mitt, anti-Newt, uh, wrestling match. Uh, last week we were observing that the uh, campaign had sort of degenerated uh, into a Three Stooges show, not a uh, Australian finals kind of uh uh, confrontation between Nadal, Federer, and Stojokovic. Shemp, uh, a.k.a. Uh, uh, Ron Paul, uh, doesn't even seem to be in Florida. He's uh, campaigning in Nevada and Maine. Uh, he has always uh, sort of staked out a caucus strategy where he wants to be at the convention with some delegates to somehow affect the Republican platform. But since most of his ideas are in complete conflict with the Republican Party, I don't see how this works. But uh, Shemp must know something that I don't. So we'll talk about him in upcoming uh, weeks because he's obviously going to stay in the campaign for a while, uh, as is um, um, uh, Newt Gingrich. 
even though Newt Gingrich seems to be surging past Romney nationally, uh, it doesn't look like he's going to win Florida. It appears to me that Mitt Romney will probably win Florida somewhere between, eh, I'm sort of speculating between uh, 7 and 11 percent, somewhere in that range. And what's interesting uh, to me about this past week, uh, including the uh, surprising transformation of uh, Mitt Romney in the debates, he apparently uh, hired a debate coach. Uh, this fellow's name is Brett O'Donnell. Not too uh, familiar with him, but quoting from uh, Maureen Dowd's uh, snarky column from the other day uh, about uh, Obama, Newt, and uh, Mitt. She writes, uh, Romney was tutored in Florida by Brett O'Donnell, a new debate coach. Too bad he can't find a conviction coach. O'Donnell manned up mittens and taught him how to pummel Newt in moments of strengths, as Republican strategist Alex Castellanos calls them. The funny thing is that the reason Gingrich soared in South Carolina before faltering here was that the Republicans are so afraid of debates with the president that they are obsessed with sending forth their toughest adversary for him. Barack Obama, meanwhile, I would say had a pretty good week. Uh, he delivered the State of the Union uh, last uh, Tuesday. I heard most of that speech on the radio while cab driving. Um, and it was uh, interesting for what it contained and what, it, uh, what he sort of downplayed. Uh, it was a political speech, and I would argue that Barack Obama, I think, began to kind of get his mojo back back in August of this past year when the debt ceiling crisis uh, caused the stock market in America to plunge and showed that the GOP in Washington was in complete disarray. Their opinion numbers, uh, approval ratings, went down into, uh, well, below that of the media and down, in some cases, I saw as low as single digits. Uh, this, of course, has been John Boehner's problem organizing the Tea Party. And, of course, the debt ceiling debate was uh, fraudulent from the get-go. Uh, America, of course, is running massive debts. But because of the disarray in Europe and the European Union, which continues to be a sort of ominous cloud on the uh, global ec economic horizon, something that will probably uh, manifest itself in upcoming months, I believe that March is sort of the actual moment of reckoning for Greece. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're going to be able to uh, make this payment. The austerity measures are not working in Greece as Greece's economy continues to plummet. And uh, more and more resistance, of course, is occurring in Germany regarding the uh, bailing out of Greece uh, under the very, very murky and sort of confusing European Union uh, deals. Um, Barack Obama, of course, also came here to Ann Arbor on Friday. Um, I actually heard that speech on the radio live. Um, he was just late enough <laughs> uh, to allow me to actually wake up um, to hear the speech. And I, I think that it showed once again that Barack Obama is uh, a, a very masterful uh, 
not orator, but a pep rally organizer. He can he he can move the crowd. Um, I thought it was interesting how well he uh, uh, delivered the, the the appropriate lines. As the saying goes in sports, he still got game, and uh, he he made a number of sports references in the speech. And of course, the speech was about a subject that. Quite frankly, uh, this speech needed to be delivered 30 years ago when Ronald Reagan was massively cutting back on uh, federal aid to uh, universities around the uh, around the country, which was causing tuition prices to start to skyrocket, and they've uh, have never <laughs> gone down since. Uh, part of uh, and then this is why college education has become so uh, expensive. So the theme of that speech was basic, which was just sort of a reiteration of one of his uh, State of the Union um, ideas, uh, was directed, um, you know, at, at making tuition affordable and evaluating colleges, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not too sure that uh, that's really a big issue at the moment. But, of course, uh, by coming to Michigan, it allowed him to, uh, uh, what was the phrase that Romney <laughs> used uh, uh, earlier in the week? Tooting one's horn, horn tooting. I allowed him to toot the horn a little bit about the uh, uh, slight recovery in the, in the Michigan uh, auto uh, industry and the fact that the uh, Barack Obama administration organized uh, the the reorganization of General Motors. It's important to remember, by the way, that the initial bridge loan to General Motors and Chrysler actually did occur under the Bush administration uh, right around Christmas of 2008 as the uh, campaign was uh, collapsing. And uh, a couple of months ago, I was reading a uh, kind of an interesting scholarly book about Mark Twain which was basically a collection of his observations about animals. And he, uh, of course, uh, did a lot of journalism throughout his career, and early in his career he was out west uh, quite a bit. And he uh, had an interesting line. He said, the coyote is always hungry. And the uh, cartoonist that did the Roadrunner cartoon, not one of my favorites, but he used that line by Mark Twain to come up with the idea of Wild E. Coyote. And in some ways, uh, the uh, Romney-Gingrich battle is starting to degenerate into uh, the Roadrunner Wild E. Coyote cartoon. I think the name of the cartoon is actually the Roadrunner. But anyway, uh, the, the, the coyote is always hungry. And of course, in the cartoon, Wild E. Coyote goes to great lengths elaborate plans and uh, incredible expense to try and catch the Roadrunner, which he never does, because uh, the Roadrunner is just uh, too fast and too slick, and Wile E. Coyote cannot foresee the uh, problems that he has. Uh, if ever there was a manufacturer, it was uh, Wile E. Coyote, because he, of course, was always going to the Acme Corporation to acquire merchandise to come up with some incredibly complex Rube Goldberg type of machine to t uh, try and catch the Roadrunner, and of course he never does. Well, I'm afraid that Newt Gingrich is probably a little like the Wild E. Coyote. And while Romney uh, <clears throat> finally took his uh, gloves off and manned up, Mittens is uh, apparently going to win this Florida uh, primary um, handily, but not... Uh, 
I don't think it's going to be a knockout kind of blow. Uh, upcoming states uh, appear to be fortuitous for Romney, and unless Gingrich really makes a oh a pretty decent stand in Minnesota and Colorado, I think that uh, uh, th- this uh, campaign is a matter of time. I'm not going to talk too much about Santorum. He seems to have stopped campaigning due to some emergency involving his uh, daughter, three-year-old daughter, that has some... Uh, controversy involved in it itself he's been using her as sort of a campaign prop uh, to extol his family values quote unquote well if romney of course is the nominee i don't think family values is going to be any sort of an issue whatsoever because i don't think uh, one can attack barack obama on family values it's just sort of a mythology uh, that's a kind of a loose uh, coded uh culture war uh, that's been going on for decades here in the United States, and it's uh, rather superficial. Uh, the reason, of course, that Barack Obama uh, got his mojo back a little bit during the debt ceiling crisis back in August, uh, when, uh, of course, the United States debt was uh, downgraded by one of the ratings agencies, and Congress sort of muddled and floundered about for uh, several days before they came up with the uh, so-called super committee that, of course, uh, turned into nothingness at the end of the day, was that Barack Obama (laughs) came across once again as the adult in the room. And I think that he began to clarify and sharpen his message, which, of course, I think he uh, summed up pretty well in the State of the Union speech, which I don't think was one of his great uh, oration uh, examples, but uh, he, he, he came across in the State of the Union speech as emphasizing the things that he's uh, tr- uh, trying to uh, focus on. The message uh, is clear, and I thought he uh, did a good, very good job, for instance, uh, talking about the, uh, the energy policy that he's pursuing, pointing out, for instance, that... Uh, um, Non-renewable energies uh, production is actually at all-time highs while he's been president, and that he's still committed to alternative energies. And he has these uh, phrases like, get it done, just do it, you know, these, these sorts of things. I think he even used uh, just do it in the Michigan speech that was uh, down uh, on State Street at the uh, um, practice facility. An interesting venue to have the speech in, and apparently uh, almost all of the Michigan Democratic delegation was there. And indeed, uh, initial polls are showing Obama winning Michigan rather easily. He's got a double-digit lead over Mitt, uh, over uh, Newt Gingrich, and a decent lead over Romney. I don't know how Romney wins Michigan, uh, given the fact that he opposed the auto bailout. So uh, I don't, I don't understand that one. Uh, he's got some. Uh, obviously family roots here, and I think he will trounce uh, Newt Gingrich uh, pretty handily at the end of the end of the month. That's one of those uh, easy wins for Romney that's uh, upcoming. But I thought Newt had a very bad week for a variety of reasons. He's the coyote is always hungry, and I guess uh, we can say that Big Fig is always thirsty, and he's running out of water. Uh, he doesn't have money himself 
to uh, put on television ads, but he seems to be getting an amazing infusion of uh, cash from the Adelson uh, gambling mongol out in uh, Nevada, whose main interest seems to be the uh, Israeli question. So it strikes me as uh, it's sort of an anti-Obama thing, and I don't know what he's got against Mitt Romney, but Newt has always been perceived and tries to argue, of course. Uh, I think he was an early uh, demagogue about moving the uh, the capital um, to Jerusalem uh, in Israel from Tel Aviv, you know, whatever. I mean, let the, let the Israelis decide that. And, of course, Jerusalem is part of the disputed territories. But getting back a little bit to um, Barack Obama's speech, uh, you know, emphasizing the manufacturing uh, concept, talking about the tax fairness issue, uh, you know, he used uh, Warren Buffett's secretary as a prop in the gallery. How utterly uh, convenient for him that Mitt Romney would... Uh, uh, introduce uh, or, or release to the public his uh, tax returns showing that he paid an effective rate of uh, less than 15%, less than 14%. Um, Romney, of course, gives to charity, and interesting that a uh, chart in Sunday's Times showed that uh, Barack Obama's even more generous to charity than either Newt or Mitt. And, of course, Mitt uh, probably gives most of his money to the Mormon Church. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, in an article by Stephen Ratner, and he's interesting because uh, he is an opinion writer for the New York Times and longtime Wall Street executive who was a counselor to the Treasury Secretary. And I seem to recall that he was actually uh, in charge of the uh, reorganization of General Motors. And confirm that, but I, I think that was his special job. But he shows uh, in a, a Sunday editorial argument, the title of the argument or the article is uh, The Dangerous Notion That Debt Doesn't Matter, uh, showing the explosion of debt that occurred uh, in households, uh, interestingly, during, during the Reagan years, uh, how this came down uh, during the Clinton years, and then how it exploded uh, during the um, Bush years uh, due to the tax cuts mainly. He's got a very interesting chart in here. And what I find fascinating about the accompanying graph showing the explosion of debt and the idea that it doesn't matter, uh, that was a uh, line that Dick Cheney used during the Iraq War with the claim that Ronald Reagan proved that debt doesn't matter, deficits don't matter. Uh, and this, of course, shows that in 1975, the average ha household, their debt, uh, the share of it, was $20,000, whereas their median household income was 44000 And that since 1975, the median income in America is essentially flat. Uh, it's up to 50000 This is per household. I'm always wary of household statistics because the definition of a household is sort of murky and somewhat imprecise. But it is a measurement nonetheless, and it demonstrates how the debt has gone from $20,564 per household in 1975 up to 84793 
dollars per household and that this greatly exceeds median household income. Well, accompanying uh, this uh, chart is another very interesting example that's entitled Neglecting Investment. And it shows, uh, dating back to the 50s, how the United States um, has steadily allowed research and development, also known in the business community as R&D, as well as infrastructure to continue to decline. Barack Obama talked about infrastructure in his State of the Union again. And uh, even Rick Snyder, by the way, in his uh, uh, State of the State a couple of weeks ago, Snyder's always a little difficult to listen to on the radio, I think, because he's got such a strange-sounding voice. And um, the impact of Snyder's tax policy, of course, uh, is irrelevant from last year because uh, none, of the, none of the tax policy went into effect until this year. So we're living under the new Rick, Titer, uh, Rick Snyder slash GOP uh, reorganization of uh, the single business tax uh, starting four weeks ago. So we'll see how that uh, uh, turns out as the year goes on. But um, Rick Snyder in his uh, State of the State was talking specifically about infrastructure here in Michigan. Um, And indeed, it's uh, now emerged that there's a new plan here in the state of Michigan to increase vehicle registration on automobiles. 67% 67% sounds a little bit extreme to me, but uh, I would prefer that they go in a one or two cents uh, gas tax increase. That strikes me as a more sensible way to do it, uh, because then the actual users of roads, you know, the more you drive, the more gas you're going to have to buy, et cetera, et cetera. And it would uh, parenthetically uh, benefit uh Consumers that uh, use more fuel-efficient vehicles, um, they would be paying less per mile uh, to uh, fund the roads and the bridges. So this infrastructure is uh, definitely an area of job creation, potentially. The big problem for Obama, but probably not for Rick Snyder, is that the um, federal government, the, the uh, Republicans in the House of Representatives, are not uh, interested in this problem. They're still obsessing about deficits. And, of course, the deficits, as Barack Obama has pointed out in the State of the Union, and it was good to see that there are now going to be some actual Pentagon cuts, though not substantial, uh, but some going in the right direction, uh, some reductions in some of the weaponry system and and a uh, closing of some bases here in, uh, in the United States something that uh, surprised me when Ron Paul's uh, response uh, to that was that he would close military bases down abroad but uh, increase them here at home. Uh, Why one would do that is a little unclear to me. Uh, The Iraq war is is winding down for the United States. It's pretty much wound down. And uh, even Afghanistan uh, is uh, looking at some more troop reductions after, of course, an initial troop increase. It always helps Barack Obama, of course, to emphasize toughness. Um, Very fortuitous for him to be able to go up to Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta, pat him on the back, say, job well done. And then the next day, the media is talking about a 
spectacular hostage rescue mission uh, involving the Navy SEALs, the unit that caught bin Laden. That makes uh, uh, Barack Obama look good. It makes him look effective. Uh, indeed, one of the more interesting things about his re-election is that even on foreign policy, his approval ratings amongst Republicans is almost 50%. It's one of his strong points. Um, I think it's fair to say that uh, our standing in the world has improved significantly under Barack Obama's leadership. And what's interesting is the three countries that where we've gone down in approval are Pakistan, Israel, and Egypt. The three countries that received the most uh, foreign aid. And I, I think it's fair to say that relations with those three countries have deteriorated a little bit uh, for different reasons. Um, and, uh, you know, I think Obama's been a little tougher on Israel over the, 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 the settlements issue, but to no avail. There's no real uh, movement occurring in the, pre, in the peace process. Barack Obama's phrase this week, this uh, just do it, uh, get it done, is very interesting because I was able to track down an article that I'm now searching for but can't seem to locate immediately. Ah, here it is. Uh, back in uh, September of 2008, during the financial crisis, on the 29th of September 2008, the House of Representatives voted, um, oh, it was, a, it was a fairly close vote, but it was something like 228 to 205, something like that, against the TARP bailout. The stock market in America collapsed that day. I think it went down something like 7.5%. Experts uh, ruefully noted that $1.2 trillion dollars of paper wealth was wiped off the books in one days. Most of the people that voted against the TARP legislation were Republicans. The Democrats that voted against the TARP voted against the TARP for a very different reason, and that was that they didn't think there were enough strings attached regarding corporate accountability and executive pay and that sort of thing. And indeed, there was merit to that uh, argument. But one uh, of the more statesmanlike congressman named Ed Markey pointed out in the in the in the debate he said well nobody wants to vote for this but we have to do it <laughs> you know and and eventually after this vote occurred Bernanke went back to the Congress and behind closed doors told them well you got to pass this by uh, next week or you're not going to have an economy uh, I indeed heard a British expert point out that if TARP failed a second time uh, the United States would have to shut down all the banks in the United States. ATMs would not work. Checking accounts would no longer be, uh, cr credit cards wouldn't work. And there would have to be a complete reorganization of the American uh, capitalist system. Uh, people, it's easy to rant and rave about the TARP vote and say, wow, ne never should have happened. It's called the Wall Street bailout. But it really was a banking system bailout. And it, of course, occurred because there were bank runs occurring around uh, the United States. And indeed, uh, globally, uh, what happened was short-term financing for banks. Nobody knew anything about LIBOR. 
the time. Well, I did, but most Americans didn't know anything about LIBOR. LIBOR went from a quarter percent to four percent uh, in uh, two days. An amazing increase of money. And LIBOR is an overnight loan that banks make to one another, sort of like uh, loan sharking, you know, gamblers, um, people that go to pawn shops to get overnight money for whatever reason. But in the interesting um, analysis or uh, commentary, reportage about the uh, situation that had occurred that day, was written by Michael Cooper and Jeff Zeleny. They write that Mr. McCain had announced last week that he was suspending his presidential campaign um, to work to ensure that the legislation's passage, even at the risk of skipping the first presidential uh, debate, was locked down. He later relented debating without a deal, and after some initial hesitation, he allowed himself to be identified with a bill that he thought necessary, even if unpopular. Continuing down the page, uh, Zeleny and Cooper write, after Mr. Obama urged Americans in the financial markets to quote-unquote stay calm in the wake of the rescue uh, plan's collapse, while prodding Congress, get this done, Mr. McCain hastily called a news conference here in which he too seemed to place some blame on Mr. Obama. Senior Obama, Senator Obama and his allies in Congress infused unnecessary partisanship into the process, Mr. McCain said, before adding in almost the same breath. Now is not time to fix the blame. Now is time to fix the problem. Well, of course, you'll recall from 2008 when McCain uh, suspended his campaign for a day and went to Washington to participate in the negotiations that were occurring uh, between Hank Paulson and the uh, leaders in Congress, uh, every congressman at the meeting said that McCain was at the meeting but didn't say anything, didn't do anything, and was irrelevant to the process. Uh, McCain obviously never found his space helmet, and uh, he seems now to be out on the campaign hustings on behalf of Mitt Romney. <laughs> Uh, for obvious reasons. I don't think McCain and Newt Gingrich ever got along in Congress. But this get it done uh, phrase that Obama used, he said this in the past, and I'm sure we'll hear it in the future, because he uh, has urged Congress repeatedly to get it done. And uh, speaking of getting it done, it, it is uh, approaching 7 p.m. Uh, here on WCBN FM Ann Arbor like to thank Andrew for engineering this evening. Uh, one of the more interesting things that I read this week, by the way, uh, which I don't have time to go into uh, tonight, but I will definitely do so in upcoming shows, uh, given the fact that uh, France has been in the news uh, quite a bit, um, because they are going to hasten their withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, I'm sure a campaign tactic uh, designed by Mr. Sarkozy to maybe enhance his re-election. But uh, there is a very, very interesting article in a recent uh, New York Review of Books about the Dominic Strauss-Kahn um, event. We'll just call it that. And I'm going to talk about that in an upcoming show because... Uh, 
Dominic Strauss-Kahn was obviously set up quite well by somebody for a very obvious political reasons. And speculating about who did this or why they did it is uh, food for thought. <coughs> Excuse me. So get it done, just do it. Yes, these are going to be recurring themes that we hear from Barack Obama. Uh, 